0: you're the chase okay what are you guys selling
1: you're drowning and i throw you a life jacket would you grab it yes good pick up 200 shares i won't let you down pay
0: him. pay this man his money
1: ask them how they'd like to see 30 40 percent returns what are they gonna say no i don't want to see those returns
0: where's the money Lebowski? you're gonna make a lot of money right
1: be aggressive learn how to push show them a three percent return I'll trust you to watch his kids for the
0: weekend. I'm a big fan of money
1: Move around Motion creates emotion I did not know this That's it
2: I'm done Welcome Thanks to Action Jackson. I'm Tony Eliani on the board S&P futures are up 225 NASDAQ futures down 2425 uh, Difference there is it, uh, the IBM came out with pretty good earnings and uh, let me see where a guy's name is Netflix is Netflix got hammered they think they had a Subscriber loss of some kind. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, down ninety five hours. That's a number. Trading two fifty three from uh, God three three forty eight. That, ouch, Kevin. Ouch.
3: Yeah, it kind of hurts.
2: Yeah, let me. It uh, got it,
3: ain't me hurting.
2: No, but but then again, youngsters like you and Aliani obviously are heading a lot to a uh, Lululemon, and uh, that stock was up, and they claim they're going to be 12 billion in by 2026 because they're going after men even more than they are already you won't be the only person in your hood wearing Lululemon women stuff kevin i see yep,
3: you're right i won't be i i won't no, let me see i won't be the only because there won't be any why is that nobody up That's in that your ju- that just ain't me Is isn't um so what, uh, what did they say about the, uh, the IBM number? I'm kind of curious as to, uh, what's behind them, uh, having good numbers, and I have not seen the
2: Well, they, uh, I actually read the whole, the whole shtick last night, and it was, some stuff was, was down, but they, uh, uh, I don't, I, I'll, I'll have to dig through. I'm a, i want to give the right accurate thing, is it, but, so give me a minute. I will read, read through that on break again, cause I remember some, I read so many of them last night that I'm kind of foggy on that one, but they, they have big moves, every one of their, uh, Earnings last for about five in a row. They just got clobbered on all their earnings, and now they're uh, they're doing better. So, um,
3: well, they they've really uh, become front and center in running uh, blockchain platforms.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: so uh, uh, I was too. wondering if that's if that's what's driving it. I, I know Amazon, uh, you know, the evil empire will punch back, but um, uh, but they, uh, you know, I, IBM has uh, seems to have become the uh, commercial uh, blockchain uh, provider of. Uh,
2: of choice. Well, here's the one I wanted to ask you about them. They claim they offloaded uh, the Watson healthcare care asset. What was that all about? I don't it? know. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but they evidently made a... Uh, the revenue, $14 billion versus $13.85. $1.40. I mean, they're still making dough, even though everybody pooh-poohs them. I mean, they make more dough than these guys that are a lot higher. It's, it's really scary. One of the guys who uh, works for uh, firms I, uh, I do business with was talking about how Tesla's worth like way more than they 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 put out like 1 of one the amount of cars of Ford, and that they're worth about ten times more i mean it's really unbelievable I mean, know well, how some of these valuations are i mean that's not that they're wrong they're just curious shall we say uh you know and that and that really is the cabinet out of all the the crazy stuff that goes on uh you know with all the all the news all the all the fed crap which i I really do wish. But Kenny, I had Kenny going yesterday about uh, why don't they just do what they're supposed to do and get off the TV all day long and don't try and prepare the market for this or do that. And whenever people say you're being more transparent, it really means you're hiding something in your. <laughs>
3: I mean, how many times did, did we hear uh, the Obama administration say, you know, someone from there saying, we have the most transparent uh, uh, presidential administration ever. <laughs> sure yeah,
2: you yeah, do. Yeah, sure you do. Or it's like a CIA guy saying, quite frankly, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, uh, quite frankly. Or to tell you the truth. Yeah, to tell you the <laughs> truth. For once, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. But, uh, but no, they, uh, um, one of the most interesting parts of uh, of uh, finance or, or trading or valuing or investing or whatever you want to call it, not, maybe not so much trading, but is... How how stocks are valued and when all of a sudden people take them out of one category and put them in another. You know, you're you're a massive growth stock. You're the, you're on the edge of technology. You're you're the, you're basically the cat's ass. All of a sudden, a month later, you're just another retailer, and you get valued as just another retailer versus you know versus something before. And it it is amazingly difficult to time that. Matter of fact, I would say from from why it's impossible. I mean, I. I one of the be- best examples of that for those who can remember now it's just a you know just just another retailer is E trade. You know, and uh and those guys uh for forever were were they were the ones that were the the big PE, the big everything, they were gonna take over the word, everybody's gonna spend their whole day, you know, sitting there and uh, selling all the crap in their garage back and forth to somebody else on an E trade, right? Not to mention the new stuff that came in and the people who were
3: Either E-Trade or uh, 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 eBay?
2: eBay, sorry. get eBay. No, E-trade's a, E-Trade's a place where you trade, eBay. Uh, eBay, and uh, and the, uh, so the, you know, the, it, it, and, uh, what's her name, of Whitman?
3: Yeah, Meg Whitman was the
2: CEO. She made so much, though, she sold stock every month. And, a, not, and she didn't time the market. She let everybody know she was going to sell whatever, 10,000 shares a month, and she did. So it was nothing... I don't think she ever did anything untoward with her song stock like other people. Maybe you might accuse of. And all of a sudden, one day, they they were, then, then they had PayPal, and PayPal was going to be the next best thing in the world.
3: Wasn't, she, wasn't uh, Whitman gone when, um, when eBay uh, took its downward
2: turn? Uh, I think, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's all of a sudden, they just weren't the flash anymore. I mean, a lot of it had to do maybe with Amazon. Uh, but all of a sudden, they're, they're just another retailer. You know, well, yeah,
3: I think in in that case, Amazon uh, came along at the time, you know, where it was very easy to eat their lunch, but they stopped innovating.
2: They did, um, oh, yeah.
3: You know, they, they. I mean, that was really their problem is uh, they they didn't re- see they they didn't recognize back in those days when I used eBay. If I, I I never got into the auctions, never got into the bidding wars or any of that kind of stuff what i did with ebay was you know usually somebody uh, when someone put it up for auction they had a take it now price yeah and if i liked the take it now price i, I took it now um and that was essentially the amazon model is you know we're not we're not doing auctions here we're doing uh, um you know here's your price we'll get you a good price for it um you won't have to pay taxes which is great uh you know, yeah. you didn't have to on ebay either and you know so the uh, uh you know they 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 just didn't change the model they didn't adapt the model as as it was changing and uh so their best price was not available unless you wanted to watch an auction unfold up until the end
2: i think they were a little slower to just have uh you know if if you were a uh, photography store in north dakota they were a little slower to have the guy just just have everything in his store available at a price
3: yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were. Yeah, they they were that people didn't put as much uh, didn't put their entire inventory on there. You also had, um, uh, you know, they they never pushed the market as far uh, on the on the delivery side. Um, they you know they uh, they didn't have the same kind of standards. So even if you were the shipper as a, as an Amazon seller, they had very specific standards about you know what got shipped when it got shipped. That it had to be out your door the day after, uh, and so on. And if you, you know, if you didn't send them back their tracking number on time, or if you missed your percentage that had to be out, they'd turn off your seller account. So you were really once you got dependent on Amazon, you were beholden to their standards. And now, of course, uh, a whole lot of the you know the lion's share of what they sell is their own inventory, uh, which you know which is part of the evolution of that company. But and so they they really have set the market for uh, what what online shopping what the delivery standards are for online shopping, and everybody else has had to match them. Uh, eBay, you know, was in a position to do that, and was in a position to, but th- they never wanted to become a lo- uh, logistics company, and as a result, they you know a logistics company came along and ate their lunch. They well, ate their lunch from them and enjoyed it. Well,
2: that's why it's it's so difficult to. Uh I mean everybody has faith in these companies you know and that's why i mean uh a lot of the uh a lot of well i don't know that much detail but but the a lot of the clients that I have at some of these uh other places that we do business with are are quite different than the p t i clients um they have a lot of their own stocks and uh much more so than than here most of the guys that I deal with at p t i have uh mostly are in index products because you know they want to be diversified and they bring pretty much cash in the door. I mean, we do have people that bring individual stocks that have legacy stocks and so forth and we deal with, but it's not really the norm. Um, other places, not so. People are absolutely in love with these stocks, but this is the part that is so difficult to, to communicate, Kevin. It's one thing to say that a company is going to continue what they're going to do and do a good job for the next 20 years. I mean, there aren't, first of all, there aren't too many of those probably, but uh, but but you know, there's enough, and uh, but it's quite another to say you're going to maintain this celebrity status for that length of time. I mean, it's it's one thing to say in 20 years from now Tesla is going to still be making cars. Okay, I, I, I assume they will. I don't know if they if they if they stop selling their carbon stuff to people. I don't know if they're going to do it as, enough to keep in business. But but say they are because uh, they are getting better every month and they finally turn a profit without the carbon sales. So. I'm going to say they're on their way. But now are they going to maintain this incredible cutting edge where there's seven companies producing electric cars and one of them has a 150 PE ratio and the rest of them have 10. Well, now that's that's quite another question. You know, now now you're saying not only are you going to be a car maker, you're going to be basically the cats meow car maker for 20 years. Well, that's that's real hard to do. Once once your stuff becomes more of a commodity and kind of the same as other people's.
3: Well, and it, it's the uh, you know it's the first to, first to market isn't always good. It can be. It can be very good. And the, and they're not first to market in terms of first one to get the product in the market. But they're the first big splash in the market. And uh, and you know that just gives something for everybody else to shoot at. Uh, and the, you know if 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 uh, if their, Tesla's technology doesn't. Evolve to the next generation, and then somebody's somebody else is going to enter the market with the next generation of technology, and it's going to hurt them. So this is this is when you when you have Dan on. This is why um, you know when Dan Janis is on, he, he talks about the management uh, group all the time. Um, that they're you know they're they're looking at what you know how solid is the management group. Are are they good strategists? Not just are they good. Uh, uh, good at what they do now, and uh, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's why I like
2: listening to him Well, I do too. I, but also, it's when when you listen to Dan, always be aware uh, that Dan is is dealing with companies. How can I say this? Just like you and me and the listeners, he's dealing with places that put. They're they're usually middle sized, middle to slightly upper middle. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe lower, bigger, somewhere in there, where we're, where these guys have, have a business. They have a, they, they store, they store asphalt. They, they do, uh, uh, you know, you store units. They're, they're, they're a, they're a utility in a small area. There, there's a management team. The place has competitors. They're, they're borrowing money. They're making money. They're, they're making the right decisions as best they can. They're, they're almost, it's almost like it's a split. It's, it's Mayberry times five, you know what I'm saying, and that, it's kind of a weird way to say it, but he's really not dealing with the guy who's making, you know, as soon as he does a tweet, I mean, people love Elon Musk, they're going to pay ten times as much for the company as it's probably, quote, worth, because it's Elon Musk, same thing they'll do for Apple, same thing they'll do with NVIDIA. Yeah, the
3: same, if you have the celebrity CEO, yeah. um, you know, th- that does something
2: for you. I mean, I mean, NVIDIA, what, did Kramer named his dog NVIDIA, I mean, there's... I have so many people that have NVIDIA in their accounts, and boy, they're sniveling this year because it's down so much, but they they will not get rid of the stock. They love the stock. It's a super long-term hold. It's this and that. It's, you know what, Kevin? When I, when I was given seminars in 19, where were we, 2001, everybody, you had to have Micron. It was rated 90, and it must have, where to it go afterward? Five and up and back down again? It's still, I don't know if it's through nine, it probably is. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm saying you you, you you can't get lo- in love with these stocks and these people. nothing is worth whatever it is it's worth more i mean i we have a we have a seminar in the Bahamas we did and these other people did. we went down there and I went to Bahamas last time i i didn't like the Bahamas at all I was out on the Bahamas but um the uh, I saw the more to michael jordan uh, uh suite is in the the atlantis It's pretty interesting that place is pretty neat we're underwater you can see all the sharks everybody swimming by but uh Anyway, so there were people that Micron was trading ninety bucks, and I think I said, you know, how many in the room have Micron? It was that that day's Tesla and Nvidia, and I'm going to say eighty percent of the people. Kevin, I said, I'll tell you what: is is there no number that this thing is going to trade where you're going to roll over in bed in the morning and say, you know what, I need to sell half my Micron? And everybody's like, nope. Where is it going? Higher okay, it's trading 95, what if I gave you 120 bucks for it right now? And if one guy put his hand up that's because you know it's worth 140 it and you're trying to steal it from me. Look what the guy said. And somewhere people you, you gotta get off, <laughs> I think Kevin, you gotta get off the celebrity status when your money's concerned. It's great to write it for a while but it's really hard to do this year after year after year, I think. You know,
3: well there there's and there's there's ways to analyze them I and you can you can look at the product and say is it you know is is the is the market growing for the product well if it is and and does the company have a good share of that market cool then it may be worth one forty um, The problem is then then you have part two where uh, you know I uh, look back at what Dan says all the time, is the management group solid is the management group capable of keeping it where it is? Because there are lots of people who will, you know, they're they're really good at playing the market share game and, um, and keeping their product right up front and center. And then when the market starts to shrink, they're really really good at uh, at using its uh, the cash generation for it to uh, fund the next big thing that's going to come along and uh, um, and and keep the company uh, up at the top. There are some really really sharp strategists out there that are great at that. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know, a- Apple was like that. Now that doesn't mean Jobs didn't have his failures. Uh, you know, everybody—if you remember the Lisa—you <laughs> know they had their failures. Yeah. But um, it, but they were very very good at identifying trends and actually, you know, creating almost creating trends of their own uh, out of things that didn't exist. But Jobs was—you know—he was really good at that, and uh, and and that was a big part of the company's success. I don't have the same faith in Tim Cook to be there.
2: Um, maybe I don't necessarily remember the movie, uh, God, i going really back always Uh, remember the movie, the, uh, it was, it was George Papard and, uh, was name, but it was the World War One. uh, they were the, they were the, uh, fighters, the, 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 the German, uh, Air Force aces. I don't know his name, was the movie was, uh, Ursula Andrus was in it, so there's a reason to remember.
3: Ah, that that would have been a movie worth seeing then. Sure oh,
2: enough, oh god, yeah. But um, no, I don't. I don't know. I'll, the movie. I'll think of it, but it was there was a, a German officer who was a, a spectacular pilot, but he was he was just straight. And, you know, he did, he had a million kills not a million, but a whole bunch of kills, and he had the Oaks leaf with Night cross, whatever whatever thing he got for for knocking down twenty other airplanes. And uh, George Pappard played this guy who was he was a commoner, and most and most of the uh, the air, air force people were not commoners; they were almost royalty. They they went to air force school, rather than hanging around the trenches. So somehow or another, George Papard got him, himself into uh, into flight training, and and the, he his first day he goes out and he gets a kill, because nobody saw it, uh, they didn't give it to him. Said it was not confirmed, and he goes. Uh, so then the next day, the, the, he gets this American fighter. And uh British wherever he was, and the guy's he's got him where he's he's bringing him down to land he didn't blast him, but the guy was wounded, and he was making him land like the red baron uh, he brings him back to the, to the German camp, just as the guy was going to land he he he, he uh, machine guns the dude, and down he goes, and he lands like right in front of of the guy who uh in a big fiery mess right in front of where the guy today he gets out of his plane. He says, "Now is that confirmed or something along those lines?"
3: Yeah. The,
2: oh, nowadays no. it would be count that bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, the name the name of it was the Blue Max, the most amazing fighting scenes ever. Well, the weird part was, is is the German High Command said, "He's not our best pilot. He's not this, but everybody loves him because he's the commoner, and he's just got whatever it is somebody has, and and that's that's what you're asking for in the in the Elon Musk of the world, and and the that those companies are going to trade for double or triple what, and 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 it's great to ride that for a while, Kevin. It really is, but you have to understand that's what you got, and and it's really hard to maintain that for like thirty years or forty years or forever. I mean, remember when Sony was never going to be, was was the biggest going to take over the world? Does anybody even know the name anymore? I mean, they were they they were the the hot spot of that era, and uh, so I'm, I'm saying just be careful when you're in a company, like, like Netflix, clearly, the, the persona, because you, you have, uh, they they said they're going to crack down on these 100 million people that allegedly share their stuff, Kevin, the stock's down by a friggin' quarter, for God's sake, more than that, 30-some percent? We're not, we're not you know, clearly, there's there's an issue there with their P.E. ratio forever, it's not anything that's all that sustainable, you would just buy it and say, uh, okay, I'm going to keep this company forever, I mean, there's there's company that that has uh put this on on one end of the scale, on a one on a scale of one to ten, you've got the six flat where you know what your mortgage is mortgages is, and you know what the the earnings are every month and you put an interest rate calculator on it and you can tell me I can tell you exactly what it's worth and that's what people pay. Or the twelve flat or something in in the in the blue collar neighborhood. On the other end of the stream, this company's worth of a billion dollars. Well, why? Because Joe is going to make it worth of a billion dollars. The Eddie Lambert thing and, and, K, and K. Martin Sears. I'm just saying, when you do that, you got to be careful because sometimes Joe doesn't have any clothes, right? And uh, and you know, oh,
3: there's another reason you got to be careful too, and that is that just because you know whether it's Elon Musk or somebody else comes up with the next big thing, it doesn't mean that the shift into running the company as a going concern is in his wheelhouse. Right. So you might have the best innovator in the world um, you know, who, who always comes up with ideas, and there are tons of entrepreneurs that do this all the time. They start up a company, they get it up and running on its feet and say, okay, time to sell it, get on to the next big thing, because uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's either a, a tacit recognition that day-to-day operations of a company are not what I'm, cap- what I'm good at, or it's, a, uh, it, it's just the idea that, oh, that's boring. I, you know, it's the chase that, you know, it's the thrill of the chase and coming up with the next big idea. But for whatever reason, just because you have someone who is visionary, that doesn't necessarily mean that person is capable of exactly what you're saying, of making your investment uh, solid for the long term. And that's, you know, that's, that's all part of the evaluation. Who is willing to uh, to sell when it's at the right time? Then you'll do fine. You know, you, you can turn over a uh, a company uh, to someone who is really good at operations, and uh, and the company can live for a really long time.
2: Well, and I, and I just the reason why I, I constantly am talking about stuff. It's it's be, it's becoming massive, uh, big money, Kevin. I mean, I, there are so many shares outstanding; these companies are worth so much. Uh, like last week, Microsoft has taken a. <clears throat> Let me kick the number up here. It took a hit from where the hell it was. Uh, stock was <clears throat> three forty something in uh, January, and it made it way its way down to say two eighty. And uh, you know whether it should have been three. I mean, I'm just looking at the numbers. The uh, let's say that's sixty bucks. Well, I can't say, Kevin. There's. There's seven billion shares of this stuff outstanding it's four hundred and twenty billion dollars in market cap off a of place in in two months these numbers these numbers are staggering i mean so when you look at a uh, uh, you know Netflix has the uh their um, share their short shares outstanding are what they're four hundred and fifty million so the thing is down a hundred dollars for god's sake <laughs> i mean we're talking serious serious money and and that's and, uh, and, 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 even now I've got the thing making maybe a buck forty a quarter somewhere on there. And, uh, and, uh, okay, so what's a buck forty times four is what, six sixty? Five sixty. And, uh, the thing was trading three hundred and fifty bucks. I mean you you, mean, you, you, you better maintain that, that really that edge at that price. If the stock was trading, you know, ten, uh, twenty times earnings, it was trading a hundred bucks. You wouldn't see it down uh, that kind of money because uh, we're, you're going to go after people that uh, that are they're, they're doubling up on the, on, the, on not not paying any of your money. I'm saying the, the 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 risk you run when you're on that edge when you when you're the highest price thing when whenever when you're you're counting on the next major thing. And Apple, I think, is running into that same kind of issue. I was talking to somebody the other night, and they said, "Oh, they're going to come out. They're going out with the Apple Car." Because the last thing we need is another car manufacturer. What is what is the uh, margin on cars I mean today with they gets everybody got tell everybody they have their short chips and stuff the margin's probably pretty good but normally Kevin, what do you think it is? Ten percent fifteen apples everything apple sells is what a what margin sixty.
3: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know anything about the gross margin on cars or the uh, or, or whatever. But I will say this: there's, you know, an, this is another aspect of strategy. Okay, you're going to get into making Apple cars. What's Apple's competency? Well, Apple's competency is the computers. Well, so Apple could get into, you know, and, and who didn't they partner with somebody on on the car? Uh,
2: they, they keep talking about it. They maybe maybe have but they. Not yeah, like anybody big. you know,
3: if you have, if they can partner with an auto manufacturer that can pull it off, then maybe so. You know, then maybe you know, maybe the design and work with the engineers and and deliver the the uh, software content um, that goes into the car. Uh, yeah, Apple could be successful. But if you're telling me Apple's going to open up a plant and start manufacturing cars, I'm going to sit there and go, well. I, Good luck. I hope they learn how to do it fast.
2: Yeah, the other guy's only been doing it <laughs> for seven years. Is
3: that outside their core competency? Is that you know? Is that a reasonable vertical markets expansion for them? And I don't know that the answer is uh, is yes. Well, whenever you- I, I think I think getting into the software side of it is a very reasonable vertical markets expansion, but I don't see it as the uh, um, you know as, as from the manufacturing standpoint. I just don't see it as being in their wheelhouse.
2: SP futures up 1, NSA futures down 19, be right back, Stacks and Jacks.
1: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks.
0: A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance.
2: they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. Lanny, just so you know, uh, SP Futures up a buck and a half. Nasdaq Futures down twenty-two. Today could be a dark day for your ex-boyfriend's brother. It says right here.
5: Well, damn, because <laughs> he's
2: probably got your Netflix password, and he's going to crack down on his ass.
5: Oh, well, good for them.
2: <laughs> well, you don't even know he's been using your password all these years. He has none of my
5: the passwords. They <laughs> never have my passwords. I don't
2: know, dude, that's <laughs> what you think. I'm just saying it that's, that's a great line. That's going to be a dark day for your ex-boyfriend's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that's it. So <laughs> <it>. focused. <laughs> 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 now, no up 42. They, they claim 30 million people are stealing passwords. Could it possibly be that big?
5: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean
2: it's it's that's wild. Over in Europe we've got the Dax up one forty five, that's a full one percent. Nice rally there. FTSE up twelve, uh point one percent, flat to point one percent. Kakaran up big too Up seventy eight bucks, one point two percent. I think they were down one point two percent yesterday, so they're doing the U turn over there. Over in Asia we've got the Nikkei up two two thirty two point eight percent. Uh Shanghai, however, down forty two, that's one point three percent. Hang Seng down again, but not as much. They were down heavy yesterday, down eighty three point four percent. Uh China kept their benchmark lending rate unchanged. Um, I'm not so sure people thought it was going to be any different than that. Anyway, we had, we had a huge rally yesterday. Dow was up four ninety nine fifty, just another half a buck, and we could have made it to $500. S&P 500 was up 70 That's a big day, $1.6. NASDAQ up 287 2.1%. 2.1%. Uh, very similar to the day, it was the last Wednesday or Thursday, when we just went up 60 spoof points, sat there all day, and ran up 10 on the close. It was like last week. We were down 60 and sat there all day, so... Again, we had almost like a U-turn day here from the one. I'm thinking it was last Wednesday, but I could be wrong there. Ten-year bond, down five basis points to 2.86. A bond minus 0.07 to 0.84. So we have the Fed pouring more money into the, the, they kept saying they were going to lower their balance sheet. Last week the balance sheet was up to a new record, so we don't know what these guys are doing. Uh, Japan 0.25 unchanged. We've got oil. Uh, up ninety eight cents, one hundred three fifty four. Brent up a dollar eighteen to one hundred eight forty three. Said they were down heavy yesterday. Uh, natural gas up five cents, seven twenty two. Bob unchanged at three twenty five. We got gold, came real close to two thousand yesterday. I know there was some big sellers there. Uh Ended up, uh where are we? We're on Wednesday, two, Monday morning. I made it almost to two thousand. Now it's down nineteen fifty six. It's down two eighty. Silver down three cents, twenty five thirty five. Copper down six cents, four sixty-five, and we've got Black Chain up four hundred hours at forty-one thousand eight fifty-five. It was under forty thousand on Monday, so it's made a big comeback there. Hey, Eliane, what are you for? Is traffic, weather, sports?
5: Thanks so much, Chief. Good morning, everyone. Currently six thirty-six a.m. on April twentieth. Oh, happy four twenty, guys! <laughs> and uh, let's start with sports. Uh, looking at the NBA, uh, Suns lost to the Pelicans last night, one fourteen to one twenty-five. And you can look forward to the Bulls playing the Bucks tonight. is an away game tonight at eight thirty. Uh, Coyotes will be hosting the Blackhawks tonight at 9 o'clock, so look forward to that. And looking at baseball, uh, Diamondbacks lost to the Nationals last night, 0-1. to Cubs lost to the Tampa Bay Rays last night, 5-6, to with a potential comeback for a game tonight at 6.40, so look forward to that at Wrigley. And the White Sox uh, versus the Guardians game last night was, was postponed again to today at 1.10 p.m., so look forward to that. Hopefully that actually comes through. Looking at Chicago weather this morning, it is pretty much a fully cloudy day. Sitting at 43 degrees with a high of 52 and a low of 41. Expect some drizzles at about noon and some full-on rain starting between 2 and 3 o'clock p.m. And looking at Phoenix weather, they're having a beautiful day. Currently absolutely sunny, 71 with a high of 90, low of 62 Looking at traffic in Chicago this morning, not too shabby. We have traffic eastbound on two ninety between Highway 45 and Central. Traffic eastbound on I-90 between the I-190 West Ramp and Lawrence. Traffic eastbound on 94 between Armitage and Canalport. Intermittent traffic westbound on 94 between 130th and 76th, and between 47th and North Throop. We have traffic northbound on 55, between Route 45 and South Damon, and some light congestion northbound on Lakeshore between the 55 North Ramp and East Grand. No accidents to report, thankfully. And back to you, Chief.
2: The, um, I was watching the, uh, Cub game last night, Kevin, and, uh, the, uh, the idea that there's like nobody in the stands because the weather's horrible, right? And, uh, reminds me when, when the uh, Ricketts first took over the team. This is back when I had, I shared season tickets with Big Don. And, uh, and, you know, the, the genius of these guys and some of the reporters are, I mean, if you're a season ticket holder, um, I'm going to say, Kevin, unless you, or a, a trust fund baby, or something. You're basically a wholesaler for them, correct? I mean, no, nobody goes to eighty eighty. Sure, you're just holding 80, inventory. Yeah, nobody goes to eighty one games. So it comes down to how much of a hit are you going to take being a wholesaler. So let's let's say back twenty five years ago, if you really didn't want to lose any money on the tickets, you you could break even. Okay, if you. So there's there's gonna be April well the tickets were cheaper, but that's another horse story. I'm just talking about they they were all the same price. All right. So say they were twenty bucks a seat. And uh which they were for a while, now they're seventy or something, same seats. So they were twenty bucks a seat. Well you knew you were gonna lose some April games. This is even before they were foolish enough to have all the April games at night, which made it makes it even more bizarre when you're sitting on the lakefront. But there were some you couldn't you just couldn't give away and you didn't want to go to. Alright, so now when the Cardinals came to town for, for a weekend series, you probably could get two and a half times face, maybe three times face for those. But if you did, if you doggedly sold all the tickets, and they were all the same price, you, you, you maybe could break even by the end of the year. We're not talking about a World Series year, because there was no World Series years back then. Um, you know, and if there was a playoff game, you know, you get something for the playoff. But, but by the way, the reason why you have tickets because you want to go to the playoff, right? But I'm saying if you, if you really were, were didn't want to lose any money and you just were selling them, you could about break even. You know, which because you're getting a little bit more for the nice games in the summer and you're getting I a mean, little you getting nothing for the ones in April or March or whatever, maybe even the ones in September. Um September you can get something for them if you sold them early. So so Ricketts comes in and they decide the Cubs. You know, Flash, thanks for the Flash, Gordon. They decide, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna variably price these tickets. Because we know that the weekend game in the summer with the Cardinals is worth more than the, the one on April, the April, April 5th on a Wednesday night. So they leave the ones at like 20 bucks that you can't get rid of, and they raise the other ones to the 40 or 50, not so much, maybe not that high right out of the gate, that you were, you were using if you wanted to break even on the whole year. So Ricketts comes to speak at one of these S, uh, security traders' things, and uh, and of course I raise my hand like an idiot, and I go, you know, uh, Tom, uh, I didn't have to call him Mister Ricketts because he was a trader on the trading floor, so he was Tom. I go,
3: hey, at my age,
2: nobody. Is yeah, Mr. nobody's Mister. Mr. Yeah, maybe Mister anything. Maybe his dad was there or something, but or his grandfather. Uh, anyway, I go, you know, I, I think you're smart enough being a trader. To understand that your season ticket holders really are wholesalers for you. And if you make it to the point where they where they just are inexplicably losing money on the wholesaling end of it, no matter how much they love the Cubs, unless they just happen to be, you know, silver spoon-in-the-mouth people, I didn't say like you, uh, <coughs> you know, you're, you're, you're putting them out of business. And he, of course, oh, yeah, I realize we're, we realize we know we're at the end of the rope on these ticket prices up, but we're doing it just to make sure like you guys have a great team... Man, really? I mean, yeah. Uh, I thank you for that. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm thank sorry you. I didn't realize. Thank was, you, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Let me bend over. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Uh, yeah. You know, but it's it, it is surprising how all this stuff kind of works, sort of the same way. And all I, I watched last night, and all I could think of was, I'm so happy I don't have my tickets anymore because I couldn't have given them away yesterday. And, and oh, by the way, when it comes summer, they're they're going to be at the same price I could get anyway. You know, so I can't even make up for it if I wanted to. So anyway, I'm not saying you should have seen. it. Yeah, they, but
3: they have undermined it. You know, this is this is why I like um, being a college basketball season ticket holder. It's perfect. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Indoors, <laughs> for starters, it's eighteen about eighteen games, which I can go. I can go to those, um, and uh, you know, and, and and plus, you know, you add on the fact that you're in and out of there in a couple of hours, and. Uh, um, so, you know, it's not an all-day commitment. It's, it's you know, the evening after work or something like that. Uh, that that's the perfect season ticket to have. Now, you know, I, I don't know if, if I'd say the same thing in Chicago. Uh, as an example, if you wanted to be a DePaul season ticket holder because even though you'd see a lot of really good Big East basketball, um, the, traveling down to that arena is a pain in the neck. But most of college basketball... Is in college towns like where I am, where you can just shoot over there in twenty twenty
2: five. Well, DePaul's campus uh, is, is you know, uh, and,
3: and it just really works out well.
2: I, I can basically spit the, to a uh, DePaul's campus where I live. If they would have built the stadium there, there's no doubt I'd be a season ticket holder.
3: Oh yeah,
2: and If I could just walk over two blocks to the game. I'd, I'd be there every game.
3: And and they'd have, uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's not just you that uh, the, the proximity of a whole lot of people. Uh, for a really short commute over to the game would be perfect, but downtown, uh, you know, on, on, on near uh, near Southside, uh, not not an easy get for people. Not easy to park or anything like that. So it's 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 a little bit more of a challenge.
2: The uh, hey, uh, I wanted to ask you what uh, I don't know if you had a chance yesterday. Did, did you listen to Eliani get, grab, grab Lou on short notice? And I was. Uh,
3: Port He was pretty groggy.
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about that all night, what he said yesterday. And he said that for the last couple times, and it's mind-boggling to me when he starts talking about the, the Russian mentality and how I should not even think about what is going on over there because I, I don't have the right mindset I, to understand it. They just don't think like we do. It's not an economic thing. It's not like, It's this place belongs to us. These people are essentially rebels. If they di- If they die being a rebel, so what? Um, they need to be indoctrinated to our Russian. That is that is so far away from my way of thinking of the world, Kevin. And, and isn't I, I that
3: the same mentality that uh, that you have um, for people who want to reestablish the caliphate in the in the east? Yeah, and in, in and into Europe.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's
3: and and so how do you, how do you defeat that? Because it's never giving up.
2: I think I think you just have to defeat it. They just have to. I
3: mean, you, you can, yeah. If you crush it into submission, um, that's one thing. But it's still not giving up. It's just, you know, you you have them under your thumb. Uh, is, well, is, is a genera- is, is, is that an operation we want to be in?
2: Well, as the generations go by, I think less and less people think like that. The Russians, for some reason, still do. I don't. I don't think the Germans do. So we gained one, right? Yeah,
3: probably, I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. I was thinking about that and thinking how is is there a hardcore uh, you know uh, fourth uh, hardcore appetite for the Fourth Reich? Uh, probably not.
2: And even then, I think it was it was a. I don't, I don't know that they 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 didn't feel the same way about the Brits as the Russians do for the Ukrainians that they're almost like subclass. the thing that Lou said that struck me the most is as. Their very independence, and their want for independence is perceived as a threat. I, I don't think I'll ever forget that line. I would, you know, I would never even think that because that's the way we are. That's, the, I mean, I, I identify with Ukrainians. They want, to, they want to have their own place, and eventually, though, hopefully, they'll make it less corrupt and get more of a democratic system. They don't want to be beholden to the Russians. I mean, that, that's our attitude towards the world, and clearly, it's not the Russians. And I don't know. Maybe that's why, because uh, I've been reading a lot on this core digest lately, and, and some of the some how or another I got on this world history piece, and they said that
3: yeah, because the core I get every day is about the Beatles.
2: Oh yeah, well you can shift to different subjects, but I'm into yeah, world history. But they said to a, to a large extent, Harry Truman understand understood Stalin way more than Roosevelt. Roosevelt had a, had a view of Stalin. Sort of my my view of of kind of the world that it was economic. He got attacked by somebody, but Truman really knew that he was a butcher on top of it. He had to be treated as such. He couldn't. And Churchill was the same way. That they they knew they knew the kind of hairpin the guy was, as my mother would say. And they were, were Roosevelt kept thinking like he was going to get better. That at the end of the war they were going to be they're going to become like us and stuff. Maybe not to that extent, but that. You know that he just he just can never conceive of somebody being that evil that he's talking to. I I really, have trouble with that. Oh, don't
3: don't we don't we face that same uh, kind of debate about uh, the rest of the world nowadays? In not just uh, Russians and Ukrainians, but uh, but don't we you know don't we face that same kind of debate uh, with regard to uh, the Islamic world?
2: Well, I was going to say and I China. Think the
3: answer to that is, yeah, we do.
2: I don't think we have um, to go to Islamic rule about China. There's
3: people who say, nope, never, never going to be our buddies. And there's other people that said, well, if we just you know, negotiate and come to uh, come to some kind of agreement with them, then we'll uh, we'll all get along. And uh, you know, I, I think there's obviously some mindsets in between that too. But you know, what is it folly or not? I don't. it almost really would drive you back to that view of foreign policy as something where you say you look out for us, our interests, nothing else, and, uh, and, and, you
2: know, we we, uh, we can be um, as isolationist as we need to be. Well, one of the, uh, there's a uh, book, uh, George Marshall's... Oh, and, and by the way, Well you, you're doing it and then it comes down to, to how much do you do that I mean how much do you have reliant on China knowing they're enslaving people by the day
3: yeah so now where yeah. where do you draw your lines? Where do you draw your ethical lines? interesting fodder for a, a, a presidential debate, but you never get anybody to ask a question like that. Oh, God, no, no. Because it's much more important to discuss stupid
2: stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, but I, I always ask the... I mean, I've done it too many times, but uh, the, the, to be the president, you know, whoever you are, who's sitting there in the Oval Office, and you sit there and go, these China guys, you know, they don't agree with us. They're enslaving people. They're stealing, stealing our crap, basically. Uh, and so all of a sudden you get, you know... Twenty years ago, Bill Gates runs in and says, "You know, these guys—they bought uh, three three software packages, and they've got you know three hundred million computers." I I, th- I think they're stealing my stuff. the <laughs> whole oh, duh <laughs> you know, I mean, they they copied every Beatles album ninety bazillion times. I mean, they have no concept of not doing that. Uh, and then you're a president. You go, "All right, I'm going to stop these guys." I mean, they're outraged. And all of a sudden, the guy from Pepsi runs in or Coke and says, "What are you talking about? There's a there's a billion people over there." Uh, drinking a Coke every day. What do you What are you doing? Or or uh, what? Kentucky yeah, Fried Coke ch- runs
3: in and says, "Damn it! I'm an official sponsor of the Olympics. Yeah, you can't uh, do this to us."
2: Well, but Kentucky fried, there's More pictures of uh, of the Colonel in, in China than there are in Mao. You know, so it. it some people are, love it, and some people don't. So if you're, I mean, I got to believe Kevin. The first minute you are well, not even you don't have to wait to get in there. You're in the Oval Office. You're going to get 50 phone calls from every big corporation. You're telling you what. What you you can do for them, or what you shouldn't do to hurt them, right? I mean, you're you're, you're you've got to be beset the second you even get there. Not to mention all the way through the campaign. And how do you draw the line? I mean, it's 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 very difficult because everybody's morality is 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 to a certain extent dictated by their checkbook, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Hey, do you remember the uh, you know? And, and I mentioned debates, and I know there's a. a Big hullabaloo now because the Republican Party said we aren't going to deal with the uh, debate commission anymore and we're withdrawing from it, which you know I, I think is of no consequence one way or the other, frankly. Um, but um, do you remember the uh, vice presidential debate in the Bush Gore
6: election when they had the debate with uh, Cheney and Lieberman?
2: No, I do remember the you sir, or no Jack Kennedy.
3: Yeah, well, no, that, that, that was a totally different debate. Yeah. What they did in in that one was they sat down at a table with a moderator. No podiums, no nothing, no timing, no you know, no okay, you have thirty seconds, and then this one gets you know or you have ninety seconds, and this one gets thirty seconds to respond. None of that stupid stuff. And they just sat down. I don't even remember who the moderator was now. And they but they had a conversation. And it was really interesting now both of these guys had been in Congress for a long time they' you know the one in the Senate one in the house and they they knew each other well and they were respectful but it was a conversation and and that really contrasted what each um, e- e- each pla you know each uh, campaign stood for and it was really interesting and really good wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of a Presidential debate.
2: Versus, what do you mean by nice? You get uh,
3: versus ha- the ha- kinds that we
2: have. Half the country, maybe two thirds of the country, is looking for the one zinger line, just like I just came up with.
3: Yeah, everybody wants a food fight. Okay, yeah. well, I get that, but um, you know, it's, it's it's a waste of time. Well, sure it is. Sure, but it is... I mean, you go back, you go back to the the first debate this year, um, and you know that that first Trump. Um, trump versus uh uh, what's the guy's name you remember him he used to be in in charge of our country but he's not anymore joe biden yeah um the uh you know they 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 had their food fight do you remember who the first person to interrupt the other side was or to interrupt anybody in that debate was
2: well i don't know they all they did was interrupt each other
3: it was chris wallace really yeah he was the first one he interrupted interrupted Trump as soon as he did then it was it was you know open season they 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 nobody could get a word in edgewise but for the first few minutes of that debate, everybody was just talking uh without interruption and, and it was Wallace who uh, who interrupted
2: well, I remember the, the most bizarre thing and i don't know if this was a debate I don't even know what the debate commission is, but uh, I, I know there is one let's put it that way uh, but when when the Republicans had so many candidates. When Trump got the nomination, uh, where he they had where well, they have nine people on the stage, and all he did was interrupt everybody. And then, if he became the the, the the biggest interrupter, they gave you the center mic the next time so you could do it even worse. I mean, it was, I, talk about a disaster. Then there were the four guys that couldn't get on the stage because they only had nine up there, and there was another four that had the the kids yeah, table. So they had the kids table. Yeah, they had kids table debated. I mean, that that becomes way more political. Inter- that's why we get the people we get, Kevin, and stuff like that becomes entertainment. It shouldn't be, a, you know, uh, electing a president should be anything other than entertainment. Right?
3: You know, I'm, I'm That's totally I with to you. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I, I am hoping that something comes of this decision by the Republicans, that something better, you no, know, I'm hoping, that doesn't mean I'm optimistic that it will happen, I'm just hoping for it, um, that... We're, they're going to sit down and take a look at it. You know, their position on it was, "Hey, you know what? I'm tired of having debates moderated by people who uh, who lean to the other side." And and I don't think there's, and, and I think that's true that they do. Um, so, uh, you know, so that that was a big part of their of their reasoning.
2: I think it's also, but, I think it's deeper than that, Kevin. I uh, boy, I just boy, I'm no expert, but when I ran for the board of the uh, CBOE. Uh, the, the guys, the market maker group that was behind us essentially s- said uh, you two idiots, <laughs> Merrill Ferguson and I, you're going to go get some media training so you don't, you essentially don't embarrass the hell out of us so we went to media training and I, oh, I tell you what, I learned more in the five hours this lady was giving us instruction than I think I've learned anywhere else and uh there's a lot to it Kevin, I mean, you if you were the Republican side, you would want, and Trump was your guy, and this is not Anything, or I'm going to say almost the same thing about Biden. If Trump was your guy, you'd want thirty-second, sixty-second answers. Would have, would have always a chance for a rebuttal to get the last word in. The last thing you want is is that guy talking for three minutes on a subject where he has to have real detail of what's happening. And I think the same can be said right now for Biden because I think he's losing it somewhat. And even so, and uh, the last thing you want is. Now, now, if you got a guy like Lou, or maybe even you or me, you don't want you. I don't. I wouldn't be on TV with thirty seconds. I want to be able to explain if it's an economic issue. I want to be able to explain the whole thing. They don't want any part of that. They 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 have their sound bites. They have their things they're going to say about every subject. The last thing you want is is Joe Biden talking on a subject for four minutes and going through or, or Trump. Trump didn't know any of the numbers.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you go if you go back. Um, if you go back all uh, through uh, presidential candidates in, in reverse order, how many of them do you think uh, you would say have command of the, uh, almost all issues and could sit there and discuss them? You know, sit down format for
2: minutes. I'm going go minute to say you got to go back to you got a damn near to go back to Kennedy and Nixon. Maybe maybe Clinton. He was pretty bright.
3: Clinton would have been able to do it. Yeah, I think
2: Obama probably could in a lot of the stuff.
3: Obama would have done it on a lot, yeah, a lot. Um, but uh, but uh, but surprise, but but I think we'd be surprised at at some of the stuff where he wouldn't be good.
2: I think if you hit like, him up with all the economic stuff and the Federal Reserve stuff, I think he wouldn't be able to talk for
3: five minutes. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Clinton could have pulled it off. Uh, I, I wonder, you know, if you start thinking of people who were serious contenders for it. I, Hillary Clinton probably could have talked on a broad range of subjects. Um.
2: Well, sure. She was everywhere. I mean, the Senate and the State yeah. Department. And
3: I, I, I think there's there's probably a few uh, on on the Republican side that could have uh, could have weighed in on a lot. Well,
2: Bob Dole, sure. Um, sure could you know, have. they're really smart
3: people. That doesn't mean they're likable or good leaders or anything else. But you know, as an example, could could you get Cruz to sit down and talk about all kinds of stuff and have a lot of uh, a, a lot of information about it? You probably could. Um, could you get um, well, Bob you know, Dole, you know, like a, a Rand yeah. Paul? too? you probably could. Um, and on the other side, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen uh, Tulsi Gabbard speak, you know, could she expound on a lot of things? Yeah, she can. Um, but then, if you look at our, our vice president, if you look at Kamala Harris, uh, yeah. then, no, she can't.
2: But you know, Kevin, if it, if it was if it was me, I was trying to put myself in that not that I want to be president. Or anything, but if, if if you started me out with all the different people in Africa fighting each other, who the leaders are, and who. Who the factions are, I would have a clue. But this yeah, opinion, and it's
3: amazing that there are people who can, but that's that's a function of uh, you know being in Congress for a really long time or being in, in office for a long time. Now, a long time is relative. I'm not necessarily talking about forty years in office, um, but you know, I, I, I think if you if you have been in the Senate or the House for you know two terms, one term and uh, two terms in the House. Uh, a, a, a term or so in the Senate and you're just considered a star and that puts you up to uh, the status of presidential candidate, you don't have the same depth as... That's, you don't have the depth that's really necessary for the, to do the well,
2: job well. It depends on the so person. You have
3: better have a really great group of advisors around you who not only are they good at what they do, but you trust them. And, you know, who has that?
2: Well, Kevin, uh, we got a dash right. here, but last salvo, it comes down to the person. Every time you don't know what something that we're talking about, which is rare, or me, by the next show, we, we, we know. Some people go home and study this stuff, some people don't. I mean, right? There's people that could be in the Senate for six years, and by the end of six years, they're they're walking encyclopedic because they, they don't want to not know something that's going on. Other people don't care.
3: Other people are just lazy. Yeah, they just... They're, I mean, they really are... You know, it's it's a pretty face, and hey, you know, it's the classic empty suit we see it in the business world all Dash. the time.
2: Eliana, you just remember, there's three kinds of people in the world: one group makes things happen, one group watches things happen, and most people wonder what happened.
5: <laughs> <Isn't> that right?
2: <laughs> SP Futures up 17 now. Nasdaq Futures up 69. We're putting a whip to it. Uh, be right back, Stocks and Jacks.
1: the Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks.
6: Jocks. Stocks and jocks. And Stocks
2: and jocks. You are out of control.
0: Right
2: here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Hello, North Bank, Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tim Allen. Eliani on the board. Essa future's up 17 now. As if he's up 66, we just popped here. My NASDAQ was down 20, now it's up 67, an 80-point turn during one segment of the show. It's always good. We have Mr. Russell.
6: Hey, what's going on? 80
2: points in the NASDAQ. 20 points.
6: Yeah, how the heck did that happen?
2: Um,
6: Did did Netflix find 2 million subscribers somewhere?
2: Don't worry about those thinking next week. It's the Fed. It's the Fed. And I I know it's the Fed, but... I am so pissed at myself that I didn't... When Bullard... uh, The other day, I mean, we do the protected program for people, so, you know, we're fine. We're doing all the routine stuff, but once in a while, you like to just catch one and, and really look at, I turned the bus. I mean, I would have, when I think back, why I didn't get, I'm never going to get crazy long for everybody because everything's, everybody's in the program, but I could have tweaked it a little bit to where we were, you know, quite a bit longer just by rolling puts or doing something. There's a million different ways to do it if you know what you're doing. Uh, yeah but uh as soon as bullard came out and said uh first he lobbed the maybe even a three-quarter point thing and nobody really believed because he was kind of half-assed with that and he said but i really think it's like all in the market already everything we're going to do and as soon as he said that he made this kind of uh dovish surrender what did they have five other people yesterday come out and all he did was talk about you know maybe the market's over anticipating what we're doing and this and this that and and uh, all of a sudden, we started just going up, going up, going up. And sure enough, I got the numbers from last week that they put. They supposedly are going to take. What did the one lady say? Ninety-five billion a month off the balance sheet. Out well, of meetings in two weeks. Last week they put what fifty back on, so it's at a record high now. So they're going to start. They're going to start at what an absolute record. I mean, what, what, are these are these people third graders? What, what are we doing here? Are we and, and now all of a sudden we got the bonds up today. Uh, not down, and we've got we're running the market again because they're putting more money into the system. Right when the inflation is is pushing 16% on last month's number these guys are absolutely not serious about fighting this at all. They want the market up but They don't. the people that have money are doing so well with this inflation I, I don't know. I, how far are they going to run us into the ground, Russell, before the thing blows up?
6: Well, how? how it, it, I know that you're, you're watching the markets all the time so you probably never get to watch prices, right? Although, you know, back in the day, it was very popular on slow days on the floor. And remember, the, there, there's a game on there where they've got a, uh, a little mountain climber going up, 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 up. And if you don't guess the price right or whatever, uh, eventually the mountain climber reaches the top and then just plummets. Well, what they're doing is they're just keep making the mountain bigger. <laughs> but there, <laughs> for, our, but there... for our eventual plummet. How's that for... Uh, Radio visual story early in the
2: morning. Well, by the end of the day, <laughs> but, it's that's a, what I, but that's yeah. what I
6: picture. They just, you know, the, eventually we're gonna. Eventually, there's got to be a fall. It, it, it's just part of the whole cycle. And if you artificially push the cycle out, then you're you're the down part's just going to be worse.
2: Well, Russell, there, there's there are people that are doing very well with this inflation. I mean, they have oh, yeah. pricing power and all kinds of stuff. But when you look at, uh, my, my brother, you know, Dan, he always telling me about, uh, <clears throat> but we also have, uh, <clears throat> our new guest on, on <clears throat> Monday, uh, um, Mr. Pappas, uh, Greg Pappas is, uh, you know, he, he does a lot of the commodity stuff. So, uh-huh. I mean, if, if we can't put this together that this inflation we're driving on the world combined with Russia doing what they're doing combined with Losing half or more of the Ukrainian wheat crop. If we can't figure out that we're going to cause a problem everywhere, people are having trouble eating. These people shouldn't be in office. And, and you know what? I don't care about the. <clears throat> I care about Americans. But the one big shot getting one more month of big prices on his stuff, or one more month about a stock being too high. <clears throat> we're paying too high a price for the rest of the world here. I do. I really believe it.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just you know we. Uh, the big heartbreaking thing that, that went along with a lot of things that happened in the seventies was there was just ridiculous famine in other parts of the world, and you can't tell me that that's just coincidental. Well,
2: the Arab the Arab Spring was when uh, was during an inflationary pop in grain prices,
6: yep. right? Uh, that's uh, I mean, heck, um, that's how we lost the Roman Empire.
2: Well, yeah,
6: inflation but, ends up being it, it, there's all kinds of things that supposedly. I had a high school teacher who when I took history I remember she was talking about um, you know the reasons that societies come to an end and, and part of it like a massive moral decay um, and then another part of it is the economy starting to fall apart usually inflation um, and another part of it can be that you know a big portion of the population is uh they will being taken care of by a small
2: portion of the population. Well, well, that's it. I, uh, I, yeah, I told you. By the way, did you ever, you know, who these guys from Hillsdale College are? Yeah, yeah. What is what is what is their sh*t? All right.
6: What do you mean by what is their? Is it a
2: regular college? It seems like it's some sort of a think tank kind of thing, or economic think tank, more than it is a. Um.
6: No, they're more. It's just more of a conservative group. Okay. The way i, I, I don 't pay i know of them i don 't really you know pay super close attention to them but my my impression is that 's what they are
2: well how did uh how did in my time in school basically mm-hmm. how did uh, milton friedman 's monetary theory start out as very liberal democracy and turn into the very turn into very conservative uh they asked him, he was on a panel in Chicago, I actually uh-huh. went to this thing one night, and uh, and they go, uh, uh, I said, how come you were considered a, a liberal, and now you're considered a cons- conservative? And he said, well, that's a real interesting question, because I'm the same guy. <laughs> I haven't changed yeah. either. He goes, I, I wonder how how I went from one side to the other, but I haven't changed, uh, you know, a, a spot. <laughs> you know,
6: how, how, well, it how? D- depends d- on his narrative. And I think this is this would be a more of a Kevin thing, and I'm I'm going I think I'm gonna sound like him for a second. Um, it, it depends on what narrative matches up with whatever he was talking about. Yeah, you know you can't, and, and I'll, I'll loop it around to something that, that everybody is familiar with right now. When did Elon Musk become this massive conservative guy? Well, yeah. because that's how he's being framed as you know trying to open up Twitter to everybody.
2: Well, yeah, the, uh, the, how, did, how did... uh
6: yeah. and, and I don't think he... And, honest God, I don't think he is. I think he's apolitical. I think he's just worried about his own stuff. Getting to Mars and making electric cars and then maybe taking over Twitter as well. well. You, but I, see, I, don't, I think he's apolitical.
2: Well, you realize the question when, you just asked.
6: When your behavior matches up with one side or the other, you know, they're going to latch on to you.
2: Well, you realize the question you just asked is how, yeah. how, how all of a sudden did having... I use the term free speech become a conservative thing and exactly. not liberal. Well, I've always thought that it was, Well, <laughs> I've
6: always thought free speech was more of a conservative thing than a liberal thing. I
5: was reading an article the other day about this because, I mean, I've been kind mm-hmm. of keeping... I heard about this whole thing with Elon Musk like two weeks ago. Oh, that we've he was, got you reading was, now, don't we? That we have, well, I mean, I read all the time, but... Right. um So... His thing. This is what made it like so confusing. He said that he wanted to buy out Twitter so that he can privatize Twitter so that he can ensure people's freedom of speech. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: I'm not it's, so sure being private is going to. That's, get what, him. that's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Like,
6: and, but <laughs> see, that that means that like he would. I mean, this is what I think by association is. So that means he wouldn't have banned Trump from Twitter.
5: Yeah, things like that.
6: So that makes him a conservative automatically. Right. You know but if they if there's in you know if there's somebody that's on the complete other side that had been banned from Twitter, maybe they're just not as high profile so but now all of a sudden you know his his defense of free speech and thinking Twitter should be completely wide open um, you know I think both sides would probably have a problem with it, depending on who it is he's gonna let back on
2: right. Right. the free speech associated with the Vietnam War. Was was purely liberal?
6: Yeah, and that's because the Republicans were in charge.
2: Yeah, well, also the you know the uh, yeah. the neocons were considered to be Republicans, even though yeah. the people that put us in Vietnam were two Democratic uh, administrations. Yeah, right. It was it was Kennedy and Jansen. Yeah, yeah.
6: Well, I, I mean,
2: I, I guess we're over there a little sides, bit under Eisenhower. It's kind
6: of funny that both sides, when with, with major, major, major conflicts, it's, it's you, you really can sometimes point the finger at both sides.
5: Well, I'm trying well, in most cases, you can. Well, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong. Um,
2: Eisenhower is, is, is the one who put the first troops there, right? I believe. Oh, it, I went in to Vietnam, didn't he? Our first, our first guy crossed the border under Eisenhower's administration right after the French left. I think. Yeah, I think,
6: I'm, I think there was uh, very, very early advisors that you know, started way back then, and then it just started to... to Escalate over a long period of time,
2: and then, yeah, cause then, but uh,
6: I, I've never felt like I've, I've heard that that you know Kennedy Johnson um, for Vietnam, but it that that was both sides. Oh <laughs> so yeah. n- nobody handles it well over a long period of time.
2: No, no, um, I mean, you, you had support from both sides, or you couldn't have got the funding or anything like that. I mean, it was yeah, you know, we were going to stop communism, we we're going to stop everything. It was a it was a, it was a bad situation. And we
6: had, and both sides had a common enemy back then. Yeah. 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 So, with the We I think maybe that's part of the problem right now is both sides don't have a common enemy. Well,
2: I'll tell you what, from what Lou was saying yesterday, Eliane, did you find that as chilling as I did or his education? I'll I tell you what, I... I what about his education? The idea that I, I just can't understand, them, and I, obviously I can't, I just can't understand the, the Russian mindset.
5: I can't either. Like, I've never, I mean, just like historically speaking, like every nation has had its version of this, you know, the United States included. And I never understood it. I never understood this mentality of either, like, either it's either, like, in in the U.S. it was whitewashing people in, like, the 40s and 50s and 60s. And then you have these caste systems in different countries, even in Brazil, which is where I'm from, and, and India, and different places in Africa and then you know then you had the Germans with the Jews and then now we have this with Russia Russia's doing this again I don't know I, I don't know what possesses this guy to think that this is a good idea I don't know I don't get how people can think that this kind of behavior this kind of leadership and I, I, I put leadership in all of the quotations all of the quotes is uh, is viable or legit or it freaks me that honestly it freaks me the hell out I don't I don't get people like this well,
6: that's what it's exactly right. what he- no sense. He's been getting away away with it for a while.
5: Yeah, for a long, long, long time. But this yeah, is, that's but the he,
6: problem: is you kept in. in, in uh, he, I, I don't think the Putin Hitler comparisons are. I, I don't think it's totally valid. Um, but you know, as far as Hitler was, you know, all about had a long term world domination plan. Uh, I don't think that's what Putin's trying to do here. I think he believes he needs some sort of a cushion. Or something like that, but the similarity there is, is we kept appeasing Hitler, appeasing Hitler, of letting him get away with stuff, and he kept, you know, he kept thinking he could get away with more and more and more, and eventually everybody put their foot down all at the same time. And that's what's happening to Putin right now. Well, that's I think it's happening quicker than he expected. Well, that's exactly. Don't, what don't you
5: don't you think it's because people can see that trajectory from from now until God forbid that actually came true that he this this whole yep. Yeah, people can see it now, yeah. cause, you know, as I mentioned this the other day, yeah. the history has a tendency to repeat itself, and I think people are realizing it now, they're like, oh, this guy's not playing around. Mm-hmm. And um no one, no one, like, I, I, I kind of, I, I knew he would pull the trigger on on Ukraine, but I didn't expect it to become this. Like, you know. I well, thought he'd, well, he'd, Lou was he'd saying you'd, that you'd, you'd, you'd figure he'd be like a bit of a bully, and then just be like, okay, I'm just gonna stay here now, but he just, he just ran with it, and now it's just like, it's like a like a war on steroids it's
6: <laughs> crazy he's, well he's painted himself into a corner and that, oh, that's yeah. the big well, but know, there's, there's nothing more dangerous than a trapped podcat to go back to my southern roots okay but you <laughs> guys are uh, but you guys are are, are <laughs> saying
2: exactly what what Lou is accusing me of yesterday is that you you're, you're trying to find logic where there isn't any. The 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 logic. Oh, I'm is, not
5: trying to find logic. Like, I'm I'm. Thank God, I don't I don't understand. I'm so I have well, yeah, no, no intent it, 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 on wanting is, to understand. I thought he
6: was. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of stuff that really gets you in trouble. But I always thought you know he he was the kind of crazy that you wanted on your side. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you, it's, you know what I mean. As far <laughs> as Julie, it's like you know, but, but if is a Russian person, I would think uh, he he has my country in my interest. At, I'd like to believe that. That he has my country and my interest at heart, um, and that's that's why he's still kind of popular where where he is. Although it's, I think this is going to catch up with him to a certain point. Well, that's that's exactly
2: uh, what you know. I wish, I wish you'd have been on because Lou would have been lecturing you instead of me. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, his, his, his point is is that we're we're we're, go, we're, we're thinking about this in Western terms because two weeks ago I was arguing. I said, "What does he get out of this?" You know, he'd be better off just trading with these people than he would be wrecking the place. And Lucy, you just don't get it. It's not that's not the mentality. The entire idea of these pe- people being independent and enjoying it is is a is a threat to Russia because they don't think like that. They don't want anybody yeah. like that. I mean, the, and if and if they end up having to wreck the place, it's actually not a it's not a Hitler connection. It's a Stalin connection. And the two of them, yeah. were, the two of them were very brutal, but they were also very different. Mm. I mean Stalin how many he, he, he starved the ukrainians twice right killed how many million people they just they 're just subclass of people they belong under our wing and by the way, if we got to bring the kids back here and indoctrinate them we 'll do that it's it 's absolutely not our mentality at all where if we say, look we, we trade with the Canadians, why do we need to go up there why do we need to go up there and kill a ball it he says that 's not the way they think and and he 's yeah. not alone this is not this is not uh uh Putin is the only Russian that thinks that way.
3: Well,
5: I mean, yeah, I mean he he wouldn't have. Yeah, he wouldn't have. The, I, did, I have have the power he has if, pe- if other people didn't think this way. <laughs> well, and I was saying <laughs> no. I,
2: I mentioned earlier with Kevin that I, I was reading this article that that Harry Truman on he said Roosevelt had the same way of thinking as the three of us. These people, if they just saw our way, they'd like it so much better. They'd be okay with it. And Truman understood we weren't going to change him. That's just the way he was. And, and you can negotiate with Stalin all you wanted, but he's still going to be Stalin. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I really have a hard time understanding it. I, by the way, I, I'm arguing with you two, but I'm with you. You do know, I, I feel exactly the way both of you do. I didn't what's, know we you were having
5: r- an argument.
2: It's <laughs> what, what's wrong with this, this guy? This is an argument? Well, yeah. my, you know what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, is is where we're both trying to think why why doesn't he think the way we do it? I guess
5: oh I wasn't asking it, that question in yeah. the first place. I, I I what I understand is that I don't understand him.
2: What well, you're saying, what he's doing, makes no sense. To it, us. D- it
5: doesn't make sense, and thank yeah. God it doesn't make sense to us because if it did, I'd be terrified. it would
2: when say it, it makes sense <laughs> to him and a lot of Russians. That scares the hell out of me, to be honest with you.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it scares the hell out of me that it makes sense to him, but I am grateful that I don't get it. I like, am yeah, oh, so I am so glad that I don't I can't comprehend what this guy's doing. I am so grateful that my mind isn't wired that way. Like,
2: <laughs> but, if, but if we were the three people they sent over to negotiate a peace, I don't I, not knowing that way of thinking, I am not so sure I could do a very good job. I guess is my well. Point. It's not
5: a matter of me. I if I am going to negotiate peace, it's not it's me understanding him. Say you know. Say I was the president. Me negotiating peace with him is not a matter of me understanding him. It's either you do it my way or that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either either you do it. The rest of, the rest of the world needs things to work this what, way, what, and you're the only one that doesn't want to do it. What do you? So a, either either you do that, or literally you have an entire planet against you. You
2: sound like a '50s mom. <laughs> you, they were, you, there was no negotiate with them either. <laughs>
5: like, yeah, God. I mean, this, I mean, if the guy's gonna act like a fucking mafia guy, mm. then yeah, I mean, like it's like, the the entire planet needs to function in a certain way. You know, having conflict is one thing, but this guy is he's not looking for conflict. He's just trying to he's just trying to be a very difficult, scary like, like "Oh, look at me. I'm a Russian leader." Like he's just he's feeding into a stereotype. It's hysterical.
2: Well, we, so yeah. either
5: either the guy decides that he needs to get his feet on the ground and get, you know, gain some sense of, you know, "Oh, actually I'm this is me killing people for honestly no reason." Is a bad thing, or he doesn't, and this guy cannot be convinced. You cannot, but com- you, you cannot right. negotiate with someone that doesn't have but any. He, he's so arrogant that he thinks that nothing he's doing is wrong.
2: Right, but it comes down, it comes down to policy. What I, what I don't want to see is do, Russell. I don't know why we got off on this tangent, uh-huh. but, but I don't want to see us, the rest of the world, do is feed the Ukrainians just enough weapons to get them all killed.
6: Yeah, either go all in or don't go in at all. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean. Either, either
5: either you match his energy or you you, you bail, like <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's it.
2: You know they, they seem to be all in the Ukrainians. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, um, anyway, yeah. Russell, I got to switching gears to the economic piece here. I asked you about that Hillsdale College because I'm I'm fascinated with this. We got to figure out a way to get this out to people. It's a seven page deal. I of the, I bet we can't scan it without asking them, but we'll do figure out a way. He, he did his whole routine in the, in the Civil War regarding how much of the deficit of a, of a you know, the uh, the federal deficit is is made up by, uh, let's put it this way, incre- how much of the increase in spending is made up of either taxation, borrowing, or printing money. And he, and he made this argument regarding that because the South printed so much more money, where the North was actually able to uh, raise taxes and to borrow... Where only like 10 to 15 percent of the increased spending was in extra printed money, the North was in very good shape. They had a they had an inflation rate of you know 10, 12, 13 percent, which is manageable, especially in wartime. Where the South's got to be like 200 percent. And I'm going through these numbers, and and I'm scared. I'm scared here. In the last six months, our, our government has spent. Uh, uh, where are we here? 600 and uh, 668 billion dollars more than they brought in I know mean, this is a sloppy number because the months go up and down with the tax collection and stuff but it's just say mm-hmm. which is probably right because last, last year the deficit was what 2.7 trillion I mean it's, it's a big friggin number we, we took in but but if you look at the the individual numbers of what it's made up for but it, this is where the scary part is total receipts were 4 trillion 4 trillion 045 mm-hmm. total outlays were 6.8 so we essentially were we're, were, we're our deficit is what fifty to fifty five percent of our uh, of RGP. our GDP. no of the, yeah. of the of the of the. How do I get this straight? We we take in four four trillion and we spent six point eight. So we spent like over fifty percent more than we brought in. It's not, you know that, that's a, a a humongous number in terms of percentage. Yeah. And the interesting part, now, the, the last six months, that number's down to, we're not spending as much as we did in 2021, fiscal 2021 with the COVID. You know, we're not sending checks to people and all that stuff. So it's down quite a bit. But still, it's $668 billion for the last six months. Now, um, if you look at now the Federal Reserve balance sheet, it's gone from $8,480 to 8965 So we're talking 500 we're talking roughly three-quarters of the deficit has been printed versus increased taxes versus increased borrowing. That's way worse than the South in the Civil War than anyone under.
6: Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, these numbers maybe don't ex- match up exactly, but that is real scary. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh,
6: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, where is are again, I, I'm going back to my mountain example, eventually we're going to hit the end of that mountain, and they're just they're they're setting us up for a bigger and a bigger and bigger fall. Um, I actually, the, the fact that we're you know, that the economy looks like it's slowing and we're getting inflation, um, I was really hoping that this would be kind of a catalyst where they would just yank the band-aid off and, and try to right the ship very quickly, and uh, they're just not going to do
2: it, Russell. It's been
6: that's why I mean I, that really was kind of my my whole thesis for this year. It was that we're probably going to get a really nasty correction at some point because the Fed's going to be you know the, the Putin's getting backed into a corner and the Fed's getting backed into a corner. And the really what what the Fed need should be doing and what they are doing are very different things. Well, how did, at least in my mind. But yeah.
2: how does how does it that uh, I, know, I know the financial press I, how did how did like even a, take a shot at somebody how did the CNBC become not even really funny? well it, it sounds like there's no financial news there, there is uh, how did it become I'm going to say what percentage news and the rest of it is is glad handing CEOs and being a lapdog for the Fed and having guys come out there and congratulate the Fed and what they're doing, oh by the way send me a check I mean that that is if, if that's news, I'm going to be a Jackie in the seventh race today. It, it,
6: it's it's a pandering to the to their base. Fox News panders to their base. CNN panders to their base. CNBC does the same thing. But I mean, I, yeah, and and if if the if, if if the stock market suddenly becomes very unattractive, that's bad for CNBC's ratings. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, you know I, I, they they've got a you know just like you know, Fox will will boost up the conservative side CNN or I guess CNBC would be a better one will boost up the liberal side you know CNBC has got to you know keep everybody excited about the markets and you know the the college kids that that open up a Robinhood account and watch CNBC instead of ESPN but CNBC wants to keep that going
2: i mean, 'm a little too south side, Russell At some point, if everybody showed up at a basketball game and all you did was interview every player for five hours at some point i 'm going to have to say we're either going to lace these up and get on the court or i'm going home i mean i mean how how long can we talk about this i mean if 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 the Russell family had some huge pool in the backyard that was leaking into the basement, at some point, I think you'd say let 's turn off the water going into the pool." Instead of, well, let's have a meeting about it next month. Well, let's all get interviewed about it. I mean, how many... I mean, they, they spent countless hours yesterday uh, going through every single comment that the five idiots that were out or four given tests, and they're not idiots, but they can make themselves act like them. Fed people given speeches just, what are these speeches for? Well, this guy said, maybe maybe we're really talking about... By the end of the day, the term was a dovish turn. Do you even know what that is? No that's that's that was the the absolute and the idea <laughs> is, that the, is, is
6: that the phrase that we're going to hear fifteen times that
2: without a doubt and it's all about okay. now they they've concluded that uh the inflation has definitely peaked I mean, gas prices came down a hair, and one guy said the used car prices that were up like fifty percent or now they went down like a one percent last month they've rolled over by the end of the year there won't be any inflation really, so they really don't have to do anything. God, where do these guys get their their degrees, Russell?
6: The belief that we're not going to have inflation by the end of the year is rooted in that they are going to do something about it.
2: Well, no, it's 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 already happening, and they don't have to do near as much as they thought they did a week ago. That's 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 where the dovish turn is coming from. So if they get up to well, if they get up to like two percent, it's going to be more than enough.
6: I again, I'm going to circle right back to what I just said. I think the. The market anticipation that the Fed is going to do something <laughs> that they're going to do the right thing and get us up to a normal interest rate within the next 12 months—that that is one of the things that might be getting these numbers under control.
2: Uh, but the new normal they're talking about is two percent. That's what's dropping. They think two so to, two, two to three percent. Of three the percent, of, two percent. They think they think two percent of the end of the year with all. Uh, plus, the the other term was the markets have already done the heavy lifting for the Fed. Prices are already coming down.
6: Well, that'll be... Well, First off, we haven't seen that in the CPI or PPI. No. Uh, All right, let's do this. <laughs> so I don't know where the heck they're getting that from. Out of the air. Uh, yeah. All right, got to go to go a break. I, I, I've got somebody that's turning 16 this summer, so I've been all over the used car prices because they're going to get chipped relative to what their sister got two years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, good luck I hope with They're that. not listening on the drive-in this morning. Um, so you know that's because that's, that's, I'm looking at kind of the same exact car, and it's a lot more expensive now than it was back then. So I'm I'm totally experiencing that. Um, it does appear that there's been uh, suddenly a lot more used cars available, but I don't think that you know All right we got well, I don't a, well, think that's like an indication that that overall market is no. is Gonna stop going
2: hold, hold that thought, Russell. S. B. up seventeen. Nasdaq is up fifty nine. Be right back.
4: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freaks' guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine jocks. Each new issue dives. Deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas, and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know. All while exploring how to live your best life through music, spirits, food, sports, travel, fitness, and a whole lot more. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hellbent on controlling their financial futures. It's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into Wall Street's investment gurus. It's for mavericks who believe in life, luxury, and the pursuit of happiness. It's for you. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is seven ninety nine on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks.
0: Hello, this is
2: Tom Howard, the Chief. Well, now it looks like main interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term.
1: Stocks,
2: jocks, and stocks and jocks You
5: are out
1: of
4: control Right, here. right, now. right,
2: here. right, now. right now. Hello North Bank, Stacks and Jocks, I'm time out Eliani on the board, SP Features up 17, make that 18 NASDAQ Features up 63, so we're continuing our rally of yesterday, at least as of now we were down last night, now uh, we were unchanged and we came in and now we're up. So, we're on the move here. It looks like, uh, the Fed is, uh, depositing money, so this, I guess it's not surprising. Uh, DAX up 156, 1.1%, FTSE up 10, point, uh, 0.1%, CAC around up 93, another 1.4%, so bullish over in Europe today. Asia, Nikkei up two thirty two point eight percent Hang however, down 43, 1.3%, Hang Sang down for the second day in a row, 83 points, 04 uh, China kept their lending rate unchanged. I don't know what the expectations were on that, but they kept it unchanged. Yesterday, the rally was, was strong across the board. Dow Jones up 499.51. One more tick, and we could have been 500. Uh, S&P 500 up 70. It's 1.6%. NASDAQ up 287. That was 2.15. It's big day. Uh, bonds uh, down uh, three basis points, 2.88. Bund minus six basis points, uh, 0.85. Japan unchanged at 0. 0.25. Oil up Buck eleven. It was down yesterday, so those the, the even in the midst of all the stuff yesterday, energy stocks were down. Today they probably won't be because that was up a $1. dollar eleven, one oh three sixty seven. Brent up $1. a dollar eight thirty four. Natural gas up twenty cents, seven thirty eight, we'll have to talk to Russell about that too. That's a big, big number. Arbob uh, up a penny to uh, three twenty four. We've got gold, uh, down to another seven eighty, nineteen fifty one, it got Right next to two thousand, almost ticked there, and I got whacked back like whack a mole. Uh, silver up, down sixteen cents, twenty five, twenty two. Copper down seven cents, four sixty four. We've got Bitcoin up six fifty six, forty two thousand one oh eight. And the big news this morning, obviously, if you if you own it, <clears throat> ouch. Netflix down ninety five eighty six to two fifty two. As they said, uh, their subscribers actually dropped for the first time like in forever, and they're going to go after people pirating other people's, uh, I guess, password, but down 95 hours. That's a massive move. That's, that's a $450 million move market cap. That's, uh, that's a lot. And the only one you get for us, Trevi Weather Sports.
5: Thanks so much, Chief. Good morning, everyone. Currently 7.36 a.m. on April 20th. Let's start with sports. Looking at the NBA, the Suns lost to the Pelicans last night, 114 to 125. And we can look forward to the Bulls playing an away game with the Bucks tonight, sorry, against the Bucks tonight at 8.30. Uh, we are looking now at the NHL. Uh, hockey will be hosting a game against our Blackhawks tonight at 9 o'clock, so look forward to that game. Uh, looking at baseball, kind of busy now. Uh, Diamondbacks lost to Nationals last night. 0-1. to one, uh, Cubs lost to the Tampa Bay Rays last night, 5-6, to six, with a chance for a comeback tonight at 640, uh, playing at Wrigley tonight, so look forward to that. Uh, White Sox game from last night was postponed to today. This is its second postponement against the Guardians, so they will be playing today at 1.10 p.m., uh, so look forward to that. Looking at weather this morning in Chicago, currently 44, cloudy. Um, I don't expect any sunshine today, especially since it's going to start drizzling around noon. Uh, we have a high of 52, a low of 42. And in Phoenix, currently sunny 68 with a high of 91 and a low of 64. Uh, busy time on the roads this morning. Uh, we have traffic eastbound on 290 between North Kingery all the way to downtown approaching the 290 and 94 construction intersect. Traffic westbound on 290 between California and Harrison. Traffic northbound on 294 between Highway 45 and Irving Park Road. We have traffic eastbound on I-90 between Lee Street and Lawrence. Uh, traffic westbound on I-90 between Lawrence and Cumberland. Traffic eastbound on 94 between Tui and Canalport. We have traffic westbound on 94 between 130th and Foster with an accident at West Roosevelt. We have traffic northbound on 55 between Route 171 and the 94 East Ramp. Some intermittent congestion southbound on 55 between South Damon and Cicero and between Route 171 and County Line Road. Uh, we have traffic northbound on Lakeshore Drive between the 55 South Ramp and East Grand with an accident at East 18th Drive, and finally we have traffic southbound on Lakeshore between East Grand and East Roosevelt. And back to you, Chief.
2: Why don't you say where there isn't excess traffic?
5: I know, right? I
6: was going to say I I um this, this past Saturday I had to run some errands yeah. in the suburbs something I had not done in a long 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 time and <laughs> I kind of miss COVID traffic.
5: Oh, you mean the not traffic?
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the lack, the lack thereof. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, I, I, you would th- you think you guys have a snowstorm up there?
5: Yeah, it's like this pretty much it's every day. Not, I,
6: it's just it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, we all silly. forgot how to drive. We forgot how to interact with each each other as well. well yeah, uh,
2: man. I have a couple of questions for you, oh. Professor. Regarding well, first yes, of sir. all, first of all, what if uh, if you'd had tickets to the Cleveland Guardian White Sox game in Cleveland? They got, like, snowed out two nights ago, and they tell you, by the way, that ticket's good today in the afternoon. Have a pleasant day.
6: Um, thank you very much, but no.
2: Yeah, thank you very and much.
6: And that, yeah. that's why that's why sports are so much better on TV.
2: Um, <laughs> yes. W- too, uh, also, before Honestly, we get into the yeah. CPI, um, you know what, though? I, I, I always like to push back on poor Russell. You know what you, as my, push as my, on him. As, as, my, as my brother says, you get, you need to go to at least one baseball game a year and sit in a good seat to really appreciate how hard it is to make oh, yeah. the, the routine play in baseball, just how difficult the game really is. A, a really hard two-hopper coming at you. It looks easy on TV. It doesn't look easy when you're standing there. It's no, hard.
6: not at all. Um, the, the best baseball game I ever went to was the first time Randy Johnson and Greg Maddox pitched against each other. Wow. But I, I was right behind home plate, and they threw at each other. Really? And I couldn't. I couldn't even. Yeah. And you know, Randy Johnson's a big target. Yeah, but he's also got. They, they brushed each other back. It was awesome. <laughs> but the <laughs> the amount. I mean, and the way they were glaring at each other. I don't. You know, it's like did somebody hook up with somebody's wife or whatever. Yeah. But being that close and seeing how fat. I mean, ugh. I'm glad. You know, it, getting hit by a pitch
2: doesn't look all that bad on TV it's bad oh god Randy Johnson Johnson fastball is going to leave a mark
6: I think (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, hell the man exploded a bird once with a pitch oh I saw that yo (laughs) (laughs) I saw that I was like are you
5: kidding me (laughs) I'm going to say Satan be gone
2: (laughs) I'm going to say a black and blue mark on your thigh or your ass or your your rib cage is at least two weeks
5: oh minimum
2: minimum minimum. maybe more oh god I literally, it,
5: I, I hit my toe against the door, like, two weeks ago, and it's still bruised.
2: Well, at least you didn't break the damn thing.
5: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, I don't think it's going to be two weeks. I think you've got at least six weeks of, like, especially oh, yeah. if it's, like, your rib don't, cage. No, don't, Dude. Be,
2: <laughs> don't be Dizzy Dean. Yeah, Dizzy don't be doing Dean. none of that. Dizzy Dean broke <laughs> his toe. He came back too soon and threw his arm out.
5: Well, damn.
2: Yeah. All right. Two things, uh, Russell, which ahead. are regarding the professorship. Uh, did you spot, did you happen to look at the PPI the last two months?
6: I, I did not dig into it. I know what the surface number is. Yeah,
2: I never I never really look at that too much, but the last couple of months I have, only because I'm digging into the hoop balls on TV and, and they're non-reporting. It was yeah. like it was like one percent. got
6: to switch over to Bloomberg TV.
2: Um, yeah, I probably should do that. That's, the, I,
6: that's, I, that's what I, like, I tell my students. Yeah, if, well, what, I, if what
2: you're
5: watching isn't working, try something else.
2: Well, but the <laughs> one, one group is uh, associated with Dr. J, so they have to watch him in case he touts a stock, they have to maybe go buy it for their people or something. I, I know. Don't know. Something like that, but anyway, the, uh, um, the PPI has, I didn't even know this, so I looked, this, this is how you learn as you go, and thank God for the show, I'm still learning. The PPI, I didn't realize that they, they split it off into services and in, in product, or... Yeah. And uh, the last two months, the services, one month it was unchanged, and the next month it was uh, up 09 but the the uh, the goods piece which feeds into the c p a has been up over two point four percent two months in a row i've I've never seen that 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 does not and load well for the c p i coming down time. no
6: it doesn't and that that right there uh, is why i i think we're going to sit what, what you just said when some i i got the question about inflation in my MBA class last night um and I, yeah, I said the PPI, the the part of the PPI that feeds into the CPI hasn't gotten there yet. That's how I said it in very basic terms. And I don't think it has.
2: Okay, uh, I, I don't
6: know. I, I don't know what the the Fed thinks they're seeing that the rest of us are not seeing.
2: I think they're they're, they're getting themselves. It's it it's exactly the same as the buffoons. In the '70s, thinking it was all the dirty Arabs in the oil, and it wasn't a monetary phenomenon. These guys, from Joe Biden down, are absolutely convinced that the money supply makes no difference. That it's it's these uh, supply chain problems and it's new oil problems, and it absolutely is not true. I mean, whatever. Just
6: I I don't think that I, I I think they know exactly where it's coming from, and they're happy that they have something to point a finger at.
2: Well, that okay, that's a more conspiratorial tone than I usually come up with. No,
6: uh, no, I I. I Never let a good, you
2: know, never let a good crisis go to waste, Mr. Emanuel. Yeah, but that was, um, what a great line, huh? Hey, while, yeah, while you're on and, the, and, and before you I, forget I, about, before you forget about buying your, your, uh, offspring vehicles, uh, uh, explain, explain to us, uh, how exactly with the CPI mechanism, I'll use that term, just walk us through the used cars and, tr- and trucks line. Let's go back. I've got it right here at, a, at the rating is. uh, thirty five point three okay uh, which is up what is that that's up uh, a lot that's up that's uh, year over that's year over year all right mm-hmm. all right so okay now let, let's go back to, the, to starting this out it, it's four point one percent of four point two percent of the quote your basket so let, let's ratchet this back to last year now okay uh, let's say uh assuming it was less than the basket i don't have have a, how often do you adjust the bas- basket to your idea? Is that a year old? it's
6: supposed to be every 2 years
2: okay so let's but, say for, but i
6: think because of covid It may have been i don't know it, they may have fallen off that schedule
2: okay so let's let's say that the used cars and trucks i'm picking this out of the air i'm looking at the, what it is today i don't know when it when it was changed last let's say at the beginning of the year uh, last year it was four, it was 3% of your basket and now over the last year, let's keep it simple, a year, it was 3%, and now it's up 35%. All right. Now, but it's only 3% of your basket. But now if you adjust that, probably at the new number, maybe it is adjusted up to this 4.2. And now it starts to drop just a hair. So last month it's down 1.8, but there was a guy on CNBC, I think his name is Josh, was talking about these prices have rolled over. But how, how does the... If, if the piece of the basket gets raised up, does it ever, do you, do you ever catch the part that the big move up in price was when the basket was lower? The part of the basket was lower. In other words, do you, do you ever really capture the 35% increase last year?
6: I think, it, uh, I'm looking at the same numbers you are, and I, I would love to be able to go backwards and see what the relative importance was in and that's what you're talking about with respect to yeah. how much of the cost it is. Uh, I'd love to see if used cars and vehicles, before we had a 35% move, that number was more like 3%. Yeah, I mean,
2: so, well,
6: I think, And I do think they grow into it because, uh, and, and this is me basing it on, on anecdotally on something that I heard an economist say, which was when they adjust everything, uh, things that have run up an awful lot tend to be adjusted lower. And if they're doing that, that means they are, you know, they're, they're taking them back in line because they grew too fast and became too, too big a part of the CPI. Well, the, the,
2: the extreme example, this is why I wish I knew the math on this. The extreme example is, is say, in your Lily White suburb with all the picket fences, that you guys do the same thing as they did in the city and say, Russell, if the, if kid number three is going to park the car in front of the house, the permit's a grand a year. You know, sort of like, you know, me parking <laughs> yeah. in front of my place. Uh, but it's not a grand, it's, you know, a hundred bucks or a hundred fifty, but still it's, say, say it's a grand, and you sit there sure. and go, holy bleep Batman, man, what do you mean it's a grand? Well now it's nowhere in, in the CPI here at all, right? So all of a sudden you, you shell out the, the, the big C, and uh, and you get the permit for kid number three or four or whatever, and now they're parking there. Now, maybe it gets into the basket now, and it's one percent or one and a half percent of what you spend, which you probably is not going to get in the, in the na- nationwide basket, but just use an example. Now, So now it's in there, say 2%. Mm-hmm. And two years from now, the people in the, the, the city go, this is too high. Let's lower it to 900. Well, the first thousand never really got in there because it was no piece of the basket. But now that it's there, mm-hmm. now that it's lowered, it actually looks like it's coming down. So they've they've got you as down 100 where they never picked up the the up a thousand is what I'm thinking. Is it? Worth, oh yeah. is what could happen here. So, and I think I, it's happening with used cars.
6: Oh yeah, no, and, and I do think that there is some manipulation around all of that. I know there is. There, there has to be when we when when the things that I see, and and I'm not talking about again, uh, you know, I'm not talking about just cars. I'm talking about my day to day stuff. You know, driving back and forth to Indiana every week. I I, I, I set a new record going up the tank the, the last time around. I got it down to fumes so I could get a really big number.
2: Well, I bet um, you're. Uh, I bet you're. If you come through the city, you're very unhappy with the 550 tab on the Skyway.
6: Oh yeah, no. It's somebody, one of my students asked me that. It's like, how much do you pay in toll? And it's like, uh, more than I wish I did, but I, I part of me doesn't want it to, to avoid being. You know, in the fetal position and upset all the time. Uh, I kind of avoid some of the bad stuff, and that's one of the things I just don't really even look at it.
2: Well, you could you could make right. the case that it, instead of taking the Ryan to the uh, the Borman to uh, I eighty in Indiana, that you are much better off on the toll road to sixty five to go to Indianapolis, and it's almost it's probably almost worth the five fifty. You are actually paying a toll road too, so say. Seven dollars to for less chance of getting shot or run over by somebody hundred miles an hour. I mean, they're, they're, it's, they're, it's
6: and I've gone both ways. If I if I have to go downtown before I head down here, um, I go the way you're talking about. And uh, if 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 I had a really really fast car and wanted to to crank it, that's a great stretch of road to do it on because not a lot of people pay that five fifty.
2: Well, the only the only issue you have there is you've got. <laughs> Shall we say safer people? Play this politically correctly, and the Skyway is the only part of the area here that's actually is actually uh, policed by the Chicago Police. You might actually get pulled over on the Skyway because they're they're going to be safer people to pull over. How's that for a politically correct thing? And you're going to get pulled over. Well, you could be 150 on Orion, and you're not going to get pulled over. Especially well, we got to
6: we got to defund the police.
2: Well, you gotta. You, I mean, you, well, you are not going to let me
6: do what I want to do.
2: No no, 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 If you had a temporary plate, good for like five years on the Ryan with smoked-out windows, you can go wherever how fast you want. <laughs> no, you. Well, am I right? I mean,
6: <laughs> oh no, you're absolutely right. I just uh, it, it, people from Chicago probably are just nodding their head up and down. So, what's what, uh, exactly uh, what I'm doing? Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, so what?
2: Uh, Russell, tie, tie some of this together if you can. Uh, what with the us kind of uh, flailing our arms at this inflation issue here, uh, the Ukrainians—I don't know. I, I people are giving them just enough arms to lose. It looks to me. I, but boy, it's a horrible thing to say. Uh, that going on, we've got worldwide food prices going up. Where where is this headed without without being too uh, doggy downer here in the morning? I mean. I, I just I see all kinds of things going the wrong way here, all at the same time. All the same, well, kind of all at the same How time. Do you, well, I mean the the idea of world food prices going up. We've got natural gas. Wh- Comment on that. at seven dollars. What in God's name? It, it got to six last year. You and I were commenting on it. They went back down under three. Now it's what seven fifty natural gas. It's, yeah,
4: and
6: beyond that, we kind of glossed over it last week. Uh, if you take a look at the uh, commodity option trading, uh, there are people that are looking for it to go above 10. That's wild. Or guarding against it going above 10. That's just uh, the one time
2: in your life yeah. you wish you were a huge <laughs> corn farmer in Illinois or Iowa at eight, eight bucks a, a bushel, eh?
6: No, I don't really ever wish. I, I That's something I would never want to get in <laughs> That looks like just such a hard business.
2: Oh, God. Well, at eight, it, it's, uh, it's going to be easier at eight bucks a bushel than at three.
6: Yeah, but the it, much like you know trading on the floor where every where all your money is made two out of ten years, I feel like it's the same with farming with a lot more uncertainty.
2: Yeah, well, those guys. Uh, what what Russell's uh, alluding to is there's all kinds of different spreads between the different months, and and between the different grains. People you know do mm-hmm. uh, soybeans versus corn, or matter of fact that. uh, uh Greg was talking about that the other morning that because of the I my brother Dan who keeps track of all this stuff too because of the uh, well not because maybe not because of but seemingly because of the increase in fertilizer prices that the soybean planting is going to be much higher than expected versus corn because for those that, that don't know you need very little fertilizer with with soybeans and in fact soybeans Recharges the ground so you can, you can plant corn there the next mm-hmm. year with less fertilizer need. If you, if you plant corn on the same piece of property two years in a row, you gotta load it up with fertilizer. Cause for, corn, corn is, for lack of a better term, a taker and soybeans a giver. I don't know what that, yeah, mm-hmm. what are those agricultural terms? The one, one enhances in the soil and one basically takes everything out of the soil. So.
6: And with fertilizer prices going up like they are, you're gonna want things that enhance the soil.
2: Yes. So it's uh so if you could put uh, like a corn plant in your backyard, this would be the year to do it, Russell.
6: Yeah, I, I, I I'll bring that up when I get home this weekend.
2: Well, you know they might think it's a marijuana <laughs> plant. Your neighbors,
6: you know what? That's what we need. That, that we I, you just come up with what what Biden's it. new thing should be. Yep, we should all plant victory gardens this summer. <laughs> God. <laughs>
5: Tommy got him so excited.
6: <laughs> I got you going this week. I got I
5: got,
2: the, I got how bad did I get Kenny? I had Kenny going crazy yesterday. Oh a, Kenny
5: he he wasn't angry. He was just very he be very was very passionate about his he's very like I forget what he was, like, vehemently talking about. Well, he was
2: all over the Fed. He was, he was... He was he's paying. like,
5: these sons of bitches! He
2: get to. Do, he doesn't get to do that on CNBC or Facts when he's on TV. No, he gets to is do that? it
5: here when he talks for 12 minutes.
6: <laughs> is that is that how short he is? Short-fused?
2: No, no, no. No, just... Is.
6: No, 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 no. It's, the it's market. If, you, if you're cussing the Fed, then... You must be stuck
2: in a shirt. No, no, he's, he has the exact same view you do. If they, if they don't do it right, right, if they don't do it right, it just gets worse when they end up having to do it. Why
5: are they there? Uh, Why, what are they there for? I mean, it's
2: like, <laughs> well, I, mean I, I think that they, if, if they lose control, right now they're, they're still telling everybody they're in full control. I, I, I don't see it. I don't, I And mean, right now I don't, the, what, what is the popular, what, your, your classes, has anybody raised their hand and said, oh professor, how is, if I give somebody, Hundred hours for a loan, and he pays me two percent interest. At the end of the year, he gives it back, and it's worth ninety cents. How do I gain on this deal? I mean, when are people going to figure this out on their own?
6: Um, I keep trying. I, I, I keep trying to be telling home. I think I, I, I do think there's a certain number of the adult students that I talk to that, that get it, that totally get it. Um, and I know a co- I've got a couple of students that have sent me emails about, you know, should I be jumping on buying a house right now with inflation because, you know, am I going to be able to afford one in a year or two? Uh, my opinion is, yeah, I think you'll be able to afford one in a year or two at a better price than right now, but um, that's a personal decision that you got to make.
2: Well, the, the the price will be, your, your monthly will be equal, but I, yeah. th- I think that... Well, you and I would both say the price of the house will be lower, th- the interest will be higher, so your monthly nut is probably the same. Yeah. Um So I don't know where that puts They're you I'd probably rather pay yeah. less for the house and more in interest because interest can go down, right, and you can refinance. Yeah.
6: Yeah, it so should what,
2: go down at some point. Yeah, but if, you buy, a, if you buy a house too high, <laughs> you're kind of stuck with it. You can't refinance the other way. What, the, what do you think... I kind of last question here it's kind of complicated. The Fed is talking about being able to let uh their stuff just run off on the uh on, on their balance sheet I guess they can they can always let like the short term and midterm treasuries run off but if you're not having any refinancing and is supposedly down to like zero now, you're not having any refinancing your your mortgages aren't running off near as fast as they were are they
6: I would think not. I was, I was thinking about that just in general with respect to some of the securities that are associated with them as well. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if you have, we've got a really hot housing market, so people are selling. Um, but my assumption is that that's going to slow up as well. And that would, that would cause mortgages not to roll off like, like you were saying. There's two reasons they roll off. Well, three, I guess. You actually pay one off.
2: Yeah, I you mean, you move, whatever, or you get another yeah, house? You
6: move, or you refinance, and we're just not getting number three on that list. Are
2: most of these, uh, I'm asking a question, if you don't know the answer, I mean, I don't, when, way back in the day, when my, my stepfather bought a big, well, he bought a piece of a big package of mortgages, I think it was with uh, Ginny Mae or something, and every month he'd get more than his interest as one of them rolled off. It was supposed to be 30, mm-hmm. year, 30 year bonds, but the interest rates were going down. So at the end of like nine years, he was down to where the last check was like two bucks for like the last mortgage. Well, do yeah. they did they did they still set them up that way, or do they replace them now with new mortgages so the the, the essentially the, the the piece of paper still lasts the twenty years it was supposed to? Did they just
6: let. Him um, I I think it depends on what you are involved in, and you know whether you. Um, get stuck with the early ones that are paid off or if you get to stick around for the ones that that last the longest so it i think it the answer to your question i know we're running out of time is it kind of depends on uh which one you buy yeah he was the higher the higher coupon rate you get the more likely that they're going to roll off on you
2: well he was pretty happy that he was going to get seven percent for 20 years and they, they, he was done in like 7 or 8 years
6: yeah he didn't get 7% for 20 years nobody's going to get that We, I, yeah. I talk about callable bonds a lot to try to illustrate the impact of changes in interest rates on um, you know on owning something that's really great that's going to go away earlier than you expect
2: Well, we got a dash here Russell T- take care mm-hmm. of yourself uh uh, keep those questions of your guys coming in because I would love to find out what they're always know what they're talking about. Have a nice week. SP Futures up twenty now, and Futures up sixty nine. Looks like two big days in a row. We'll see. Be back tomorrow. Stocks
4: and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI Securities dot PTI ProDirect trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTI ProDirect dot com. NADEX Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. I guess we learned not to do it again.